right. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast. Today, with my returning brothers and fellow truth warriors, John Paul Rice and David Whitehead. They don't need no introduction. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Pleasure How's to be going? here. John, Bernhard, very good to be here. Everybody listening in, hope you're all well. Excellent. So we're in tense time, so I don't, you know, we have a lot to cover and things are changing by the minute, so to speak. But, you know, where I want to start off, maybe share with you guys what's going on for you in your personal life and what's happening, you know, in, in your area and also in your in your research, what you're really mostly involved in right now. Maybe, David, want to start off? Sure. Uh, personal life, uh, we're just trying to get through some crazy times with our business. Um, it, we, we were just talking offline about how uh, PayPal has canceled Unslaved um, Unslaved is the premium podcast uh, series that I do with my colleague, Michael Tessarian over at unslaved.com. And we had been doing business with PayPal as much as we didn't want to, but we just didn't see any other viable alternatives. Uh, we've been doing business with them for about five, six years, no issues whatsoever. And then um, the minute they came to check in on something we'd requested about some technical thing, they must've audited our site. And we got an email saying, we can no longer do business with you. So they just shut us right off. Um, and that uh, just threw us for a loop. So we've been working really hard on that. Good solutions in place. I think this is going to be a blessing in disguise. And that's how I'm starting to look at just everything right now is yeah. we're up against a lot of opposition. I can feel it even just on a personal level. I'm sure you guys feel it too. It's a roller coaster. You know, one day I get up and I'm motivated and I've got, oh, it's positive. We're going to win this. It's, you know, and then the next day I'm like, oh my God, this whole thing's melting down. Um, I think that's just part of the time we're in. And I've been seeing that in my personal relationships, uh, just, you know, my business, the work that I do. Um, so right now I'm just trying to stay focused on what really matters, which is my family, my home, my work, um, and making sure I cover all the bases. And I've also been putting a lot of intense hours into this new series that I'm producing called Cult mm. of the Medics. Mm. Um, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a game changer. Um, I've, I'll probably be releasing the first episode beginning of September. I'm hoping for September 1st. Um, but this is, uh, 14, 15 years of research in the making. Um, and I'm wow. trying to put it into something that's easy for people to watch and digest. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been focused on as well as just the researching of all the craziness that's happening in this world right now. Right on. John. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> first of all, to both of you, uh, I want to personally thank you only because the two of you have been true warriors like every single day throughout this entire ordeal. And um, that takes an enormous amount of stamina, uh, emotional intelligence, concentration. Um, it I, 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 you know, David and Bernard, I, I, of course, started my podcast and then I went into production on game day and then I stopped it and I've been working on post-production since we finished in May and I'm going to make a return to it. But my God, the amount of effort, time, energy that is necessary to maintain that. I mean, you guys do it almost on a daily or weekly basis, but, um, I just wanted to tell you, like, my hat's off to both of you for, for sticking in through it day in, day out. Um, it's 
helping a lot of people and you probably see that and hear that, but, uh, I just wanted to thank you both because, you know, having done 10 episodes, <laughs> uh, which is baby compared to you all and hundreds, um, it just really, it, it really helps a lot of people because there's so many people out there trying to make sense of what's going on, uh, and what they need to know, and what they need to do. Um, but in my own personal life, um, I'm working on game day. Uh, we're looking at an October release in the tri-state area of Philadelphia, uh, South Jersey <clears throat> and Delaware. Uh, it's a beautiful film. We're going to have a locked picture, which means the edit is going to be locked this Sunday. And then when we go into uh, co composing uh, music, uh, sound design, dialogue cleanup, all that, and then the color correction. So you get that really beautiful look that you're accustomed to seeing when you turn on, you know, a movie. Um, and then just personally what's going on locally where I'm at in Georgia, I'm outside of the city of Atlanta by about 30, 40 miles. So it's vastly different than what is going on there. And it feels like um, here where I live, uh, there are no masks, there are no re, you know, there, nobody's going backwards here. Um, individually, there are people that wear masks, but there are no businesses mandating masks for their employees or, or any of that. And yes, there have been a lot of people who have gotten the shot, uh, the jab, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's more peaceful here and less contentious in certain places. Like if you go inside to Atlanta, it's like a whole other world. It's a completely different world. Um, people, you know, are reactive. They're very reactive. Uh, and they typically, I mean, they're not going out of their way shaming because nobody knows right now who's got what, but obviously when the fall gets here and we hear the, you know, it's coming back. Um, I imagine they're going to probably do some, something there. And, uh, just trying to keep my head down and, and keep working and just doing a good job and getting ready for Greenville. Yeah. Excellent. Good for you, man. Thank you. And also let's and a note for the audience. Um, you know, we'll also link where people can reach you and also support your work. We just talked about this nowadays, you know what I mean? There's ways you can uh, support David, you know, and also link to, to John's uh, film and whatnot, because we need to, this, there's a silver lining in what's happening right now. The necessity mm -hmm. to decentralize, the necessity to connect and support each other, right? Because, you know, we know the obvious, uh, Uh, censorship and all of that, the crackdown, the cancellation. I'm constantly in Facebook jail. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised I'm still on Facebook. They let me, <laughs> you know. Congrats on that. Yeah, that's good. Man. <laughs> But I guess Telegram is a, a great way to share information. But it must go beyond it. You know what I mean? We have to have these communities of where we can just really connect and also share information on a deeper level. So I'm great to hear about your project, David, uh, about the cult of the medics, because that's very important. I'd rather like probably get in and want to get into this topic into the second hour where we can talk more freely. Right. That's for the membership section, because, you know, unfortunately we have to watch out what we talk about in terms of getting canceled and whatnot. But what I want to dive into right now, because things are obviously heating up on multiple levels and what people could not believe would be possible last year is now obviously being uh, promoted and that's mandatory vaccinations the passport you know what i mean we see pro the protests all over the world in europe that's great to see 
but I feel also more needs to be done than just protesting because we know these psychopaths in power, they couldn't care less. They're not like, oh, there are people that are concerned about it. We should <laughs> change our policies, right? So there needs to be a different uh, pushback, so to speak. And it's very disturbing. I mean, like uh, Laura, my wife just forwarded me also an, an article here from the New York Times today Title: More than nudges are needed to end the pandemic. Persuading persuading vaccine holdouts to get shots will require increasingly forceful interventions. Boom! Wow, <laughs> that's from a headline uh, of the New York Times today. Um, and then there was another one I saw. On the, I just want to share this as well here. When do I have it? Um. Here we go from the UK as well. Um, title from the Times. Uh, we need Big Brother to beat this virus. Don't let the civil liberties lobby blind us to the fact that greater state surveillance, including IT cards, is required. So it couldn't be more in your face. And the most disturbing part I see, like when I look at the comments on some of these articles, right? How many people support it, right? Like, and I, that's been my thing. Like, yeah, there's on one thing, the elite, the 1%, the psychopaths in power. But the dangerous part is now the people infected uh, by this Vatico, by this pathological worldview, you know, they've taken on beliefs they're not even their own and they're starting to push it and police others. I mean, that's uh, Nazi Germany all over again. So we're dealing not just with the people out there, but with people, you know, in our close proximity, so to speak. So... A lot of people I see freaking out, people losing their jobs, right? They're being told you get vaccinated or you uh, you need to quit the job and whatnot. So what do you guys feel like is, is happening or what can we do on that level again to push against? Because on the very basic level, we need to say no in civil disobedience, but we are up against quite a big uh, force here. David. Yeah, Um I hear you. And it, those, those headlines are shocking and I have a theory about it. Um, we'll see how it all goes, but this is the same in Canada. It's the same in Australia, meaning these new headlines where they're there. You can see the creeping totalitarianism where it started as, Hey guys, just got to take a little time off work and we'll, you know, make sure the hospitals don't get overwhelmed to basically we're going to pin you down and, and jab this thing into your eyeball if we want to, and there's nothing you can do about it. And when they start putting that language in there, like don't listen to the civil liberties lobby. Are yeah. we living in a, just, just think about that language. <laughs> where, where do we live? Do we live in a place? We do have constitutional protections. I did a, I did a show or I did a post on my Twitter where I actually went through the different. Yeah, here it is right here. These, the forced injections of human beings with an experimental chemical cocktail violates these laws, the Nuremberg Code, the Geneva Convention, the UN mm -hmm. Charter, the International Criminal Court Laws, the US Constitution, the Declaration of Geneva, the Canadian Charter of Rights, mm -hmm. basic logic and reason, right? And human decency. Mm -hmm. So it, this, this isn't a, a lobby of civil liberties. This is uh, basically... This is, this is tyranny. This is what this is, this is about. And they're using the medical crisis as yeah. the guys to do it, as was laid out by people like Yuri Bezmenov with the four planks of how they're going to infiltrate the Western nations. Um, to me, that's obvious. I don't think that's a hard connection to make, but I'll tell you this. There's another great post going around uh, where, 
I had it right here. And I just love it. And they're saying this about the vax. Okay. So the reason by the reason why so many vax people are pushy and adamant about you getting it too, is because deep down, they fear they've made a mistake and don't want to be alone with their choice. Mm. If they go down, you have to go down with them. This is a human tendency. Mm. Okay. It's conceivable that you made the right choice or to them, it's inconceivable that you made the right choice and they didn't, they followed the science. You have to be wrong. Even if you're right, you have to be vaxxed too, so that everybody suffers equally. And this is collectivism. We've been talking about it forever. All right. That was actually the word that Lenin gave it. Okay. Collectivism. It's not communism. It's not just socialism. It's not just fascism. Those are all the brands that originate with the ideology of collectivism, which is that there is no individual sovereignty because the individual is a threat to the tribe. And so it's all about being a sacrificial animal on the altar of the collective rather than being free, empowered, sovereign individuals that then work together as a collective, right? Like that's yeah. a totally different definition, but they need to switch this. They need, if they're going to install this great reset, UN agenda, whatever the hell, they have to eliminate in people's minds the justification for even having this thing called an individual and therefore yeah. eliminating individual rights and freedoms that would have to go along with that. So you guys, we all know that this is a multi-pronged attack that has been going on for decades. It's not new. It's just that it's reaching ahead and they're using this shot and this whole medical tyranny as the Trojan horse to bring in what they want. Um, but here's my theory. What do you guys think about this? They know that they're violating the laws. All these governments are. They must be sweating because there is lawsuits getting pushed in all these different courts. We got Reiner Fulmick, we got Rocco Galati in Canada, Patrick King in Alberta, um, all these different things that are coming out. Everybody's trying different ways to see how they, it's kind of like watching the election fraud stuff. Like we're trying yeah. to find a way to get a corrupt court to hear this evidence so the public can finally know the truth. Um, but it, but the, we're pushing that more and more as we go. And I'm wondering if they're baiting us a little bit. And I think their goal might be, especially in America, okay, their goal might be, let's try to get, let's push the pedal on the totalitarianism and get everybody out into the streets protesting this stuff so that we can get the right camera shots that we need to further demonize and identify who the actual freedom fighter, patriot, far-right conspiracy, whatever they want to call us, are. And so in a way, when I look at this from a battlefield strategy uh, perspective, um, it would be a useful strategy for them to not go all the way with it's mandated, we're going to pin you down in the streets and give you the shot, but to keep dropping the hints through their mouthpieces, which are the media, Mm. to try to get a rise out of us. Because think about it. They've been trying to get the patriot-minded, freedom-minded, truther people out in the streets over Black Lives Matter, Antifa, burning all the businesses. Um, They had those guerrilla-armed groups in the U.S. last year that were basically challenging American patriots to fight them in the streets. Um, And the media didn't dismay it or do anything about it. Uh, It's as if they're trying to goad us and taunt us. And I get this feeling like we're dealing with a bully Mm -hmm. that's about to be caught and exposed 
that their only strategy left is to do what any manipulative sociopathic type in your own personal life would do, which is try to deflect blame, make it look like you're the bad guy, and then taunt you and poke you and demonize you and call you names. And do. why would they do that? Because they're trying to get a rise out of you so they can take advantage of the rise that they got out of you. Mm-hmm. And that will deflect the actual understanding in the minds of the people watching this about who the real culprits are, and then they can get all the blame pointed at us. Now, here's the kink in that plan. So let me know you guys think about that. I think this is a bit of a setup and it's a bit of a psyop. But either way, I think they're playing with fire because I feel like the tide is turning when it comes to people waking up. Mm-hmm. There are people that I know that got the first dose and they're not getting the second because they woke up after the first dose. I even know people that got the second jab and they are scratching their heads trying to figure out how to get this shit out of them because they're suffering side effects. Mm-hmm. They've started to do some research and now they're awake. So that means they're not getting the third booster, which means they're not, you know, in a week's time, they're not going to be considered fully vaccinated <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So more and then more and more people are getting confidence in their position to not go along with this. So this is a very interesting situation. I have no idea where it's going to fall, mm. but what do you guys think? John, you should go and respond to his question there, but what do you think about that theory that they might not go the whole way, the way they're making it seem, but it's important for them to make it seem like they are because they're trying to goad us into a fight that they know they can win. Yeah. Um, well, in response to that, I think that's a fair assessment. Because what I'm seeing form is what I would call a COVID cult. Um, We have, you know, let's just say a year ago, we had our governments telling us what is and isn't true and what will and won't happen. And it was all, if you want to step back, you're just seeing them sow this concept of a virus, a pandemic. And let me just say this, um, no matter where this ends, COVID-19 will be with us after this is over because it's going to be lived and believed in the hearts and minds of the people that believe and who have been programmed. And I know oftentimes we talk about programming and we sort of say this person's brainwashed, this person's programmed, but I looked into it a little bit more and what happens to any of us actually is that if you sustain fear for six months in someone and you have a trusted name telling them a bunch of lies, if that same person reversed and told the truth, the people who bought the lie in, in that state of fear uh, will not believe the, pers- the very same person that told them the lie because of that fear. It's been imprinted and programmed And it kind of goes a little bit into where we make assumptions about things that suit our, the way we feel, the way we see the world, the way we perceive it. Um, I believe there is contention, uh, a kind of a a conflict rising now, not necessarily with the government, uh, although that's easy to protest because that's low-hanging fruit. The confidence of government in the United States alone should tell everybody that nobody trusts anybody in government. However, they're now switching it over to the corporate state. And so corporations are implementing their own policies, right? Because if you're a worker or if you want to shop here or if you want to fly on this airline, 
And where I see this going is that you will have a version of the Great Reset among a smaller group of people, maybe not the whole world. So, David, what you're talking about is they, in my estimation, based on the numbers that I've seen from the CDC, which says that only 28.5 or 28.4% of African-Americans in the United States have taken the shot, that is much less than what they expected. And that's why I think they're going so desperate and all in and shaming people to such a level that, I mean, today they had the New Jersey governor, I mean, yelling and saying, you are putting people at risk, you know, and like people cheer, you know, but they don't show you the wide shot, right? Because if they did, you wouldn't see, but maybe 12 people there. The point being is this, is that we are headed into unprecedented times but to your point, David, they are running out of runway. They are they cannot continue this for, let's just say, let's say four years, right? And I'm not talking about a presidential election, but I'm talking about sustaining this and growing the customer base that they want. And that is a good sign that they're getting very desperate to this point so quickly in year two, because there is not enough people buying in anymore. They've already gotten their max number, and this is all cleanup. And could, and it's basically what they're doing at the corporate level and the school levels and all the, all the institutions of the old guard, the Epstein establishment. Let's call it for what it is. This is the Epstein establishment. Yes. The lady who owns the Atlantic is Steve Jobs' former widow, uh, she hung out with Ghislaine Maxwell. There was a picture that surfaced the other day. And in the Atlantic, they're basically saying, the Atlantic is saying to everyone, um, there should not, you should not be allowed on a plane ever again if you don't get facts. You should be on a no-fly list. This is coming out of the Atlantic. So understand that these are messages from billionaires, psychopaths, all of it. We know that. But at the end of the day, with this awakening that is occurring and the tyranny that is re- that is just, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I can't, I mean, I, I can't keep up with it. I really can't. I just pop in little paces here and there, but I don't think it's, it's, they're speaking to the already converted. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it doesn't mean like, oh, wow. I mean, they're speaking so forcefully. It's this is the shame, blame, and guilt, right? This is the this is their last. To me, this is their last attempt at trying to get the the the, the margins to go up a little bit higher. But unless there's a mass event, I'm talking about a massive global event that's bigger than COVID nineteen that comes in that changes the way everybody feels. Then I don't see it going any further than what they can push. But to your point, David, the contention, yes, they want us fighting each other because it takes it off of the one-tenth of one percent. That's really what I believe this is all about, is the deflection away from the reality of what's truly going on and that we're actually in the middle of World War III, which is part of the Great Reset. It's, It's multiple layers and multiple operations it's not just our politicians or the Wall Street bankers. They're all following the script. They're all following the resources and the money 
it's going to allow them to create new layers to their economy. But ultimately, it doesn't seem like we're headed towards total global tyranny, just simply for the fact that the majority are starting to wake up and rejecting all of this crap. So that's what I see. Um, how it'll all play out and when, you know, I don't, I don't do predicted anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but I do like the idea that we should think about, okay, what are the possibilities? What are the trajectories? And where are we really starting to see the change in people going, yeah, this is a little too much. Number one, we were all promised, if, if you believe in all this, everybody was promised, hey, you get the shot, go back to, go back to normal life. Now it's endless fear porn. And, and, and submission, that's basically what the, it's all going into. You are either with us or against us. That's where they're going with it. And people are going to fight and there's going to be conflict. And I think that's exactly what they want to put on television, for sure, to, to reinforce the COVID cult and let them know, let's say, these are the bad people that are a threat to you and your freedoms. And long-term I think that's going to have very serious consequences for the, I would say, the structure of nations, uh, interstate commerce, uh, more importantly, where people are going to live, what cities are going to look like in the future, New York, L.A., those are flagship cities for smart cities. That can't be denied. Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago, you name it, any major city. It's not just Democrats. Believe me. I know this for a fact because I, I see smart technologies being rolled out and what they're doing in response to this time with the rising crime because they've defunded the police is now here in Atlanta, they're going back and saying, now we need more cameras. Now we need more surveillance. Now we need to have new ways to solve how to fix crime. So the cities are going to become their own world. And my, my belief is on the current trajectory Cities are going to become their own world, and there is going to be that and everything else. And then we'll see if it's a consolidation or, or a, an expansion. Anyway. Mm. <clears throat> no, no, excellent. Yeah, a couple of things that came to me. I agree uh, with David. It, it seems a bit desperate, <laughs> you know, as we're, going, as we're going along with all of that. And also, I was known as a fellow when we deal with psychopaths and power, you have to... It, What's very important, let me backtrack, what I've written about recently as well in this day and age is not only know thyself, but know thy enemy, right? And I still feel a lot of people have no idea what we're actually up against, the evil that we're up against, right? Because even from a uh, psychological, esoteric perspective, you can only, you know, see evil out there objectively as much as you're in touch with your own darkness, have done your own inner work and established to your true self, right? I think most people are very... Um, as as uh, John mentioned, the COVID cult, they're very living in this illusory bubble and think like Bill Gates and Fauci, they're the angels and they're, you know, they have no idea how deep the, uh, the darkness, the evil goes. It goes even as you, as you know, uh, David, <clears throat> you've done been in this for a long time. Uh, <clears throat> the agenda goes way beyond <laughs> just the shot and the COVID. And there's, there's, there's much darkness behind it all. I mean, mentioned Epstein and that's even just a uh, tip of the iceberg. So we're dealing with evil that's unimaginable for most people. But the key point when I say know their enemy, 
is right being aware of the agenda but being detached from it you know what i mean knowing the trajectory where they want to go their aim doesn't mean that they are going to fulfill it you know because there's opposition as well so you don't want to get into the doom and gloom which i feel a lot of people easily getting fall into in the paralyzed state or like oh my god the world is going to end and all of this they're going to do this and that and that's when we're easily manipulated by the way right when we fall into this paranoia fear state. So we need to have this grounded warrior attitude, be detached and be control over body, emotions, and thoughts. I mean, that's where the inner work comes in. But the Achilles heel of these psychopathic forces of psychopaths, if you understand psychopathology, is that they're caught in complete visual thinking, meaning they only see what they want to see. They don't even know when they are defeated, right? is in a sense like a rabies-struck dog, you know, that's in the corner. It will always fight until it dies, you know, even if it has no way out, so to speak. So I think that's what we might be seeing as well, that if become so desperate and then become, excuse me, sloppy as well at the same time and inadvertently wake more people up. That's the whole paradox. I talked about this with Paul Levy and his work on Wetik on on understanding evil. You know, that's that's the whole paradox that evil is like trying to take over humanity, right? It's a disease, but it's a cure at the same time because it triggers a bigger awakening, right? So we have to hold these these opposites uh, within ourselves. Uh, But it's also very hard to assess because as you guys were speaking, it's, you know, with all the censorship nowadays, we all have our subjective views, right? If you look, get our information through the internet, social media, and, and, and all this craziness, and then we have our reality when we go outside and everything is fine in nature and the birds are singing and, you know, so what's really going on? And I feel definitely there's a lot of suppression in light of what is really happening in terms of people waking up, especially even doctors and people speaking out. Uh, about the truth and whatnot, they're being censored. So we, we're we not, you know, seeing the, the, the whole picture, right? But what I've seen, <clears throat> you know, going back to this divide and conquer, definitely that's the matrix agenda as well, to pit humans against each other, right? But I also strongly feel and see there's a natural splitting happening. And I've talked about this before because we are different levels of awareness, being soul embodiment, soul lessons. Not everybody is the same, Right. And that's been prophesized by various esoteric traditions, this splitting, you know, and I'm not going to go into the new age if part of it's going to ascend into 5D and all this nonsense. Right. But there's a natural splitting happening as well in light of the evolution of consciousness. So it's yeah. not just artificial divide and conquer. Right. Um, and there's, you know, what I've also come to uh, realize with, with this polarization, you know, we say, let's not get into polarization, whatnot. But looking deeper, and, and my wife Laura, she's helped me uh, a lot of that in light of evolutionary astrology or in light of the evolution of consciousness, that polarization is actually also necessary to create friction, to ignite the alchemical fire, uh, you know, to to um, to evolve, to uh, transmute lead into gold, right, so to speak. So polarization has its purpose too. Again, it gets very paradoxical, right? There's the artificial polarization where we just fight each other. But I mean polarization in the sense that it's now necessary to make a stand and a choice and speak out, right? And uh, be on the right side of history. You know, I, I see many people that still fall into, let's, on one in the spiritual bypass of the non-duality philosophy. It's just, oh, two sides of the same coin. I'm not going to take any sides and all of that, which can only result in spiritual bypassing. Or on the other hand, 
as well. Like I see this a lot, especially Laura and I, you guys know, we have done do a lot of courses of people working one-on-one. A lot of people are just now over the past two years starting to wake up. So what that means, waking up in light of the evolution of consciousness, they're coming out of the consensus state, out of the crowd, of the masses, and start to individuate. And we, we are, you know, you've been on an individuation journey for a long time already, probably incarnated in this way already. So it's kind of second nature to you. But for a lot of people, this is a new state of being. So a lot of people are still attached to the way other people see them, their friends, their family, the opinions of the consensus state, right? So they choose attachment over authenticity. And I think now it's a possibility, you know, even young from a young perspective to truly individuate, to hold your own, to have your own opinion, because the consensus state, all this COVID cult, none of their beliefs and thoughts are their own whatsoever. <laughs> they have no original thought. They just have taken it on, you know, and then tried to infect others with them. None of this, it's, it's just complete mind control brainwashing. None of them, you know, they're just unquestionable. They're authoritarian followers, period, right? So... What's happening now, people need to individuate. And as John mentioned as well, what's happening now is not going to be over next Tuesday, even if the truth comes out, because we're dealing with a trauma that's going to affect, ripple effect generations from now, you know? And there will be also what John rightly said, and I see this already happening, complete denial, even if, if people wake up, even like what, what you shared before, David, about this unconscious guilt people have of having taken the jab. And then this is, we know the issue of cognitive dissonance, unconscious defense mechanism, because the disillusionment would be way too huge, too big, would be literally could kill some people. That's, you know, that completely a disillusionment of their worldview, right? Of who am I? What's going on? I've been lied to. Like to that extent, a lot of people are not able to handle it. So a lot of people will need support in that. So it's all this soup of this intermixed, um, um, you know, uh, soup, so to speak, of, of people awakening, but it brings up their own stuff as well at the same time. So, you know, like I've, I'm at the point now and I can be polarizing of my views, but sometimes on purpose right? <laughs> to see like, you know, where, where people stand. But, you know, it is so important, I feel right now, as I mentioned before, protesting is not enough. We need to make a stand. We need to say no and act, um, uh, engage in civil disobedience to really not go along. And that can be hard with, with, for people who are depend on their livelihood, their, their work and their job. But I see a silver lining there as well. You know what I mean? Make your own, become your own boss. You know, get out of your comfort zone. Don't take in these free handouts from the government. These are like carrots, right? To keep you entrapped and all of that. But it takes a couple of things most people are not used to, taking full self-responsibility for your life and stepping into your, out of your comfort zone, right? And really in, engaging in this individuation process uh, consciously. But it's easier said than done. I think that's, that's where we're at right now, you know, with everything that's happening, almost the, uh, you know... It's, you know, it's like something needs to give as well. I don't know if you guys uh, can relate to that at all. Yeah. Oh, I do, man. You guys both said so many amazing things there. Um, one thing I like what you were talking about, Bernhard, about the splitting that's been prophesized. Um, I remember Dolores Cannon used to talk about this uh, and I didn't know the bulk of her work or whatever, but I remember watching an interview with her. She's since passed. She, she was an elderly woman when she made the statement, but she had said, in the future, you're going to see a splitting of two earths, two different kinds of human beings. Um, and they're going to be directly polarized against each other. 
but she did speak of it the way you did, where it was like her idea was this is a necessary thing because it's the only way to cleanse everything that's been all the filth, all the toxins, all the lies. Um, because people attack, we attach onto ideas. That's all everything is. We could even argue that the entire universe is just the idea of the levels of consciousness that go well above human. Right. Um, and so you go, well, if we're just operating on ideas and we've been operating on bad ideas and then people start waking up and start operating on better ideas, the people operating on the bad ideas are going to resist, not because they somehow have an argument to make, to justify their bad ideas. They're doing it because it's based in the ego. It's based in the material. It's based in the, the desperate, deep, intense fear and anxiety that exists in these people. And so you're uprooting their entire belief system and worldview. And the work that people like us do is to try to find ways to help people with that process. But of course, you're going to get all the slings and arrows in the world thrown at you for doing it because you are directly confronting people's psyche. Yeah. Like what we did, John, in the show we did on methods, which is so good. Everybody's got to listen to it. Uh, we talked about the, the splitting of the brain, the split brain that Ian McGilchrist was talking about, the divided brain. Um, and, and applying that to our political situation and so many other things, the masculine, feminine, et cetera. It's such a good subject. Um, but this is what I see happening. We're, we're split into two camps. And as you said, I like what you said though, Bernhard, about how this is not a bad thing. The oppositional force is needed. The polarization Mm -hmm. is needed. I've been making the argument on my show for a while now that the truth is only earned through battle. And I think a lot of people didn't like that because it sounds a little too masculine or something. I don't know. They're just a little bit like, ah, it needs to be more flowery and ponies. And I'm like, no, no, it's earned through battle. And we're not talking physical battle here. Um, let's all hope it doesn't get to that point because we know what side's going to win. Um, the, uh, but the thing is, is we need to think of this as a spiritual, individual, psychological, emotional struggle to go from living in darkness to living in ignorance to living, believing a lie towards living in the truth, which is not easy to do. And we all still struggle with that process. But in order to do that, you have to win the battle within. This is what I've gleaned from the warrior traditions, especially the martial art traditions. Um, people like Bruce Lee and so many others were talking about the fact that your real opponent is yourself. And aren't we seeing that? Is it really about what everybody else is doing right now? Right now, you're getting a crash course in the process of individuation in a setting that has been given to us as a gift because we're getting the maximum resistance from you doing that process Mm -hmm. and answering that inner calling. Uh, That is, there's, it's way bigger than all of us, right? So uh, we're being given the right setting to refine and sharpen our katana blades, the blade of the mind, the the, the inner sword, the inner flame. It, It needs to happen through pressure through challenge, through struggle. And I think that we have to go through a sort of near-death experience in order to fully wake up this planet. And so this planet and all the people living on it, we're getting exactly what we need, all right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, you can look at that from there being a plan, from there being a higher cosmic plan, from this being a divine thing, from this being just a natural process or whatever. I don't care how people look at it. I believe that it's happening. I believe that... um, we are being polarized for a reason and we have to go through that in yeah. order to either go to the next level or devolve back into tyranny again. 
And um, I, I just, I feel like so many people are getting this now. And I'm, the, the vibe that I'm getting, like all the doctors and nurses that message me and tell me, I just got told that if I don't get a shot, I'm fired. And I was, so people are clapping for us one day as being the frontline heroes. And then the next day, nobody gives a crap when we're actually being threatened with our jobs and we're being called anti-vaxxers and we're medical professionals. Like that's in, that that's the level that we're at. But then this is what I tell them. I say, look, you have to learn how to find the potential within you to be able to survive losing that job and finding a better job and finding another task. Maybe we got to stop thinking about jobs at all right now, as hard as that is. We got to find a way to make ends meet. Don't get me wrong. But our focus has to be on the bigger picture of Mm. we're not going to have a world to have a job in if we don't win this battle. And so there's bigger things happening. And um, I see a lot of positive signs, definitely a lot of scary things happening. But I think this is what we talked about when we were saying it's the precipice that people need Mm. to be brought to. And you and I, and John, we've all, we've been on this path for as long as we have. Um, some, some have been on this longer, you know, many that I've learned from are dead and gone and they were awake decades ago, tried to warn us. Um, but either way, um, we're in a place where there's a lot of people that aren't there yet. And we can't just be like, well, screw them all. Uh, there has to be the allowance for people to have that ability to wake up. And if it takes them getting slammed up against the wall, if it takes them losing their jobs, if it takes them having an injury from this shot or losing a loved one to it, um, that's what it's going to take because the truth can't be suppressed forever. It can't be suppressed forever. It has to come through eventually. And it's usually a hard trip. Um, I just wanted to put two two resources out there for people who are being threatened with their job or even uh, your children at school with masks and and vaccinations. Corey's digs, um, Corey Lynn, if you, if you know her, she has put out with, uh, I believe it was with um, Catherine Austin Fitz. I think she's working with her. They've put out two forms that you can go to her website, Corey's Digs, and get the form for your student or get the form for your job. And then there's also a religious exemption that's going out there. Um, I know that it's being passed around. It's sourced on Gab, and uh, it's been shared by really graceful Dr. Carrie Midday. She's an excellent uh, resource. Uh, Those forms you can use, and if you need to take it even further, I know that there's legal support uh, out there for some of these lawyers who have studied the law, and if they need to go further, I just want to give people some, some, not hope, but just options as what you can do to fight back. But to your point, David, um, I think this is a time that you're you're seeing as a self-reliance that has to grow in you. Um, we're in a, a time where in the last, you know, just 10 years alone, the digitization, the online, not just the online social media, although that's exploded, the digitization of our entire 3D world is dissolving. You know, it's, it's, it's taking it in everywhere that it can. And, you know, you mentioned about the, the PayPal and all the big tech. It's bigger than that. It's a consciousness shift into that techno world where everything is automated it's fueled by ai we we could talk about that forever um but this is what i'm also seeing and this is really uh inspiring is that 
people are saying, you know what, I've got kids, I've got uh, friends, neighbors, family, we're going to start talking, we're going to start coming together, we're going to start creating our own communities, and we're going to get people who used to teach at the schools, they're going to start their own schools, they're going to uh, start their own groups each week. They're not just like activism. This is about like real activism to me is not marching, protesting, holding signs and everybody giving high fives and feeling good and getting the honks and the horn. But it's actually, okay, what do you do tomorrow? And Bernhard, you, uh, you and I and David too, uh, we saw that clip of that one guy uh, over in the UK oh, yeah. Yeah. who mentioned, you know, uh, just to summarize it, he basically said, listen, I'm, I'm wondering what we're doing here. He says, there are millions, of, there's 800,000 people in the streets, all the same people, everybody knows what's going on, all the same people who were talking about this two, three years ago that were a conspiracy theory, they're out there saying the same things over and over again. It's like a ritual. And this guy's starting to go, this is useless. This is absolutely useless because they're just looking down and it's just laughing. It's okay, fine. You want to protest? Protest. We don't give exactly. a shit. <laughs> but so, so it, it's, I'm not talking about full breakaway societies, right? But there is going to be that. I mean, RV sales alone went up massively last year. And that's not a trend I think is going to abate when, you know, when everything kind of settles. There's going to be new communities forming, uh, intentional communities. Uh, it's the little things. It's taking, it's re, you know what it is? It's reclaiming your mind and it's reclaiming your birthright and it's reclaiming all that you have delegated authority over mm -hmm. to through elections and your consent and all of these agreements that you've held on to through your beliefs over time. And this is the hard part for a lot of people is it's like if you take away their phone keys and wallet and say, go out into the world today, you'll freak out because they can't do anything. Right. They can't find a way to get made, you know, hunt for food. I'm not saying the extremes, but you know what I'm saying? It's like if you had to hunt for food, most people would beg for it. Most people would ask money for it. Most people would go to a restaurant, you know, that kind of thing before taking upon those skills for which they they really once had not that long ago in this country alone, less than 100 years ago, and put that to good use on land. And all of the people that I see here in Georgia that are that are where you know they're they're not worried about anything because they have land. They've got their, their they've got some some uh, vegetables. They've got fruits. They've got guns. They've got they've got all that they need. Not only just to wait you know wait it out through a crisis, but if if they needed to just live off of their own resources, they have the ability to do that. And they're doing it also with other family members. So they're not doing it alone. They're doing it with others. And to me, this, this is sort of like the opposite of they want centralization. This is decentralization. This is what we actually want. We want decentralization. We want our communities to reflect the consciousness of us and our, and our surroundings. And these are the things that just making alliances with people where I make an effort here in my building because there's been a lot of people who have moved here over the last six months to a year because of all the shifts going on. I make a conscious effort to say hello to everybody and let them see my face and my smile because it is like if you do one less thing, it's one more thing that you're pulling back. 
And I, and I, and I look at it like this. I want to know, I want you to know me well enough, such to the point that nobody who is controlled by billionaires on television or in my politics can change the way we feel about each other. And, and if we, if we do this online, I mean, it's, it's very easy. I'm not, I'm not bashing people. I mean, it's just Twitter is insane. Instagram is insane. I'm insane. I, I, I participate in the collective insanity on trying to wake people up. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not a futile effort. It's just that you have to transmute that into the three-dimensional and start making mm-hmm. things happen. It can't just be about waiting for a savior or waiting for this to be over or waiting for the lie to be exposed or waiting for the military to come in. Even if all of that happens, this is the thing. Even if the best case scenario tomorrow, all the lies begin to be revealed, Epstein, Gates, Fauci, and they just go through the whole thing and arrest all these people and they drag them off the stage and we wipe our hands clean and now we've gotten rid of the bad players. These things that we're building today are going to be there for the long term, because my thing is, is that I see a possibility where if we trade out faces, let's just say, or we give people, I'm not saying we, I'm talking about they, the powers shift and go, give them this to keep them pacified, to bring them back in, to make, to make an offering, right? In a, in a sophisticated way, there's going to be a lot of people that will just walk right into that because of where they are right now being worse and having been lowered down and suppressed and scared. If they offer something, anything that's bright and shiny, I'm, I know there will be plenty of people that will walk right into that. And so what you and I and David and all of us have been talking about for so very long is this, this individualism. It's a responsibility. That's really what it comes down to is individual responsibility for yourself, your family, your loved ones. If you love humanity, this is to me, do the opposite of what the left does. They say they love humanity, but they hate human beings. So what we need to do is go, we love human beings. And that's why we love humanity. Because human beings, by and large, on the whole, don't want to mess with anybody else. They want to have their own little place in their space in this world and live their life as a child of God. And whether they're conscious of that or not is not the issue. But it's like, I want to be able to give the space for anybody who wants to live in this world to have the things that I, I enjoy. Like I, I, I'm not talking about collectivism in that sense. I'm saying, I want you to live to your fullest potential. I want you to be able and give them the skills and the tools, but show them, show them. Don't tell them what they need to do. Create it. That's what, what the problem, I think we've all kind of been under this, this haze for so many years is we've gotten out of our creative needs. And with this fear that's come in, you're seeing two responses, submission and obedience. And then the other is resistance and then breaking through. That's really what I, I, I guess I wish to impart is there are many stones to walk on, but you must plant your foot firmly down on the ground so that you don't get hurt by those stones and you walk past them and move over them. Mm-hmm. Thank That's you. Well said. Yeah, very well said. 
Um, I agree. Thank you for bringing up the whole protest thing and the video uh, you showed us on, on Telegram. Because here's the thing with the protests, and that's maybe an unpopular opinion. Yes, they're great. It's very motivating. You know, I've been in protests before. It's kind of like, yeah, let's get them. And it's great for networking. But I've seen also the dark side of it, of just like, you know, people just, a lot of people just go there and think that's all that's needed. We just need to scream, you know. It's like a release valve. People need it, you know, the the pressure. But what do you do when you come back home, you know? And I'm putting the mirror on, on myself as well because way more is needed than just posting on, on social media too. You know, at this point with all the censorship, it's great. We motivate each other. We keep each other informed. We're, we're mostly preaching to the quote-unquote choir, right? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> we kind of uh, pump each other up and so on. But, you know, what... David said something great, you know, I absolutely agree what's happening right now needs to happen and couldn't be any other way. This needs to be accepted. Otherwise, you fall into the trap of victim blame, of like resisting, um, not I'm talking resisting the cost of force, but resisting reality. You need to face it as it is, right? And there's a silver lining. There's an opportunity. And 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 like David said, the battle is like, for me personally, it's out there like, yeah, information warfare and spreading truth and all of that. But the battle for me is every day when I get up in the morning with myself, how I react, because I'm still like with my wife, you know, we sometimes, we're still in our own process, you know, sometimes things get us down, I get triggered and whatnot. The thing is, how do I react to that? How do I hold myself? How do I use that as material uh, for my own process, for my own evolution as a fertile ground? right? So the battle is every day mostly with myself, how I conduct myself and face my own blind spots, face my own weaknesses, taking responsibility for everything in my life, you know, for things that I may have taken for granted and all of that. There's a lot coming up on, on many different ways. And I agree with the decentralization. I mean, within that, there can also be the you know, I agree for a lot of people are about like, oh, we've got to get some land and buy, grow our own food and all of that. That's beautiful, but you know, my wife, Laura, she has experience. She lived on a, on a you know, self-sustaining, intentional community for some years. But if you do that, you basically become a farmer too. And that's work. And that's not, it's not the, you know, people have this romantic notion of just, oh, I'm going to move into the land and grow my own food and self-sustainability. That's, it's not as easy said as done, right? So the, the key point, the solution to that, I feel is yes, the individuation process, but also turning deeper into your own inner calling of what you are here to do. That's the main key for me because we all have something to give and can do something, quote, better than somebody else. Not everybody's supposed to be farmers right now, right? So there are some other people more suited, more talented, more skilled than that, you know? The other people may be like more research, showing information, healers, therapists, coach, what, whatever it may be, you know? The point is, um, like John mentioned as well, activating our creative impulse because, I've talked about this in depth with Paul Levy on, on the past episode on Wetiko, is the counteract is we need to step into our creative potential because these forces, these anti-devon forces, they hijack our creativity, you know, they, and use it against us. So we or the, the people who have been taken over by the globalist uh, uh, mind virus, so to speak, Wetiko, they're creating the reality for them, right? That's how That's how reality works, so to speak. So we need to take our creative potential back and start to create a new world and, you, uh, you know, something better and not just externalizing and saying what is possible, but it requires a deeper insight into what I'm here for. And, and like David said before, I think these, 
these times are great because it forces you to focus on what truly matters, right? And not get distracted by trivialities. And it can easily also, by the way, it's, it, it requires a certain level of self-discipline, self-responsibility, it requires the will, it requires self-discipline, you know? Um, I, I read this article by the by Mark Hansen. I don't know if you guys heard of him a couple of years ago, about the real economy is your attention. You know, everybody wants your attention. You know, attention economy, especially on social media and whatnot. And I see so many people complaining on social media all the time, and, and they seem to be on on Facebook twenty four seven. So why are you on social media? I mean, that often, like you know, you know. Um, kind of take a de uh, internet detox sometimes, focus on your life, focus on creating something, not just consuming. We have been tricked into becoming consumers. We need to create more, right? It needs to be in alignment with who we truly are. You know, because what I've noticed, I've worked with some, Lauren and I, myself, myself, I've worked with thousands of people um, over the years. And besides also all the conspiracy stuff, what's happening globally, um, the reason why a lot of people were unhappy or depressed is because they were following aims and goals and desires that were never their own to begin with, but conditioned mm. via society, culture, or coming as a compensation of insecurity and trauma and trying to fill a hole within, but it was never coming from their true self. So, you know, people always say, manifest your desires and, and create your own reality, but where are your desires truly coming from? I think this is an opportunity right now to really question Everything, not only in the world, but your own assumption, your beliefs, your desires. Where is it coming from? What do you truly believe? What do you truly stand for? What do you really want? Right? And like, like David mentioned before, this is also about getting out of our tunnel vision right now of our own, we have our own egoistical stuff, right? Of our own narcissistic desires. I want just this and that. And nothing against desires, nothing about happiness, nothing against abundance, all of that. But we need to stand up for something bigger. We need to look at the bigger picture right for the generations ahead of us and not just fall into the trap of our like not mistaking individuation um with just selfishness so to speak you know if you're just like you're just only concerned for yourself but aligned with something higher and i think in my experience the only way to do this is then through the inner work to do this sometimes difficult work right of working through the armor through the shadow through the trauma the wounds right to like, like John would, you would say to access the inner child, the joy of the inner child, that creativity and align with something that, you know, you love doing, like, because all of us, like I can see already, like we've talked about this before, we all do something we love doing, we would be doing anyway, even without compensation, because we have to do it, <laughs> because that's what we are, you know? So it's like, again, with the jobs, like, uh, you know, with the vaccination and all of that, like, it's great. Fight for your job. Like John made, uh, mentioned, gave some good resources. I, I, you know, send me the links. I'm going to post it below as well. But also question, do you really even want to stay with the job? You know, uh, that may be an opportunity. It might be not comfortable, but I just, you know, recently reposted this tweet of, of Dr. Melissa Sell. And she says, quit the job that's forcing the jabs. Start your own competing business. Innovate, adapt, evolve, create. There's an opportunity. Right. And maybe not everybody's called to be an entrepreneur and whatnot. And everybody's a different situation. Some you need to fight for it. But, you know, taking self-responsibility in a duration process, it requires work and effort. It doesn't come by itself. And the lie we've been caught into, or we've been conditioned through the socialist left and all of that is the carrot, the dangling carrot of the universal income, of free stuff, of mommy government just doing things for you. And that's what's creating traps of agreements, right? To make people more and more dependent 
on government, on handouts, and all of that. So we need to counteract that and also say no and 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 step up to the plate, take a responsibility and use it again to tap into our creative potential and see and look deep within what can I provide, what I can do for human. Not not getting into the martyr savior that it has to be something, it doesn't have to be something huge and big. It doesn't have to be even public, right? You know, public face, but something that's more in line with your authentic self right? Where you really have a desire and aim and goal that's aligned with your inner truth. There's something, you know, that really gives you deep joy and fulfillment beyond even compensation. And obviously compensation is part of it. That's also, we need to create abundance in our lives. That's a whole other story of everything is happening in, in the world. The economy is crashing down, the financial system, the inflation, right? Then you have crypto and all this world, which is a great part of it as well, but they have their own issues within that. Everything is happening at the same time, right? But, you know, finding that inner, inner calling is so important right now and then stepping up to the plate. And also I want to end this my little rant with that, when you truly answer the call, and I'm sure you have experience and commit to it 100%, and as cliche as it sounds, and step onto the unknown, the net will appear, there will be support, there's guidance, right? That's where deeper faith and trust comes in, because there's a divine force, they're assisting forces. And I've seen this many times in my life, you know, I'm sure you can relate to it, you know, when you start a new creative process or endeavor, it's scary at times, you know what I mean? There are back uh, sets and all of it, but eventually it starts to happen. It takes life on its own. There's su support and, you know, you're off to the journey. So that's my little take. Yeah, no, great points there. Um, I was just going to say that about all this stuff, you know, what do we do? Everybody asks the same question. Is it protesting? Is it posting? Is it making videos? Is it... You know, and I think that this has to be a question that each of us answer for ourselves. Mm. I already know what I'm doing um, and that's what I can do. And that's what I think people worry that they're not doing the right thing because they don't have the skills to do what they think is the right thing. And so they feel like they're not helping or whatever. It's not true. You'd be surprised how little tiny ripples can make big effects, even just in the people around you. Um, I think even energetically, there's something to be said for just where you're at on an energetic level. If you're walking around holding that stress and that fear and that worry, uh, constantly doubting yourself and second guessing yourself, you have no idea how that leaks out in, into the world around you and your kids pick up on it. Uh, it you know, we're, ver we're much more perceptive than just our five senses that we, you know, we usually operate with. So, you know, ease up on our, on beating yourself up. If you feel like you're out there, not knowing what you're supposed to do right now. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, then that's your mission is to find out what you're supposed to be doing. And it, it can't be something where you're just memorizing and repeating some prescription someone gave you. That's how we got here. <laughs> uh, it has to be something where you're actually connecting to that authentic part of you that Bernhard was pointing out. Um, I want to share a little tweet that came from Lilith, Lilith of Assyria. And this is just interesting, and I'm going to expand on it. She says, my Russian friends told me it was very strict compliance about Vax passports in Moscow. Nobody would be allowed to come into the restaurant without a Vax. That lasted about three weeks. Why? Because no one went to the restaurants anymore. <laughs> and I want, I, I want people to think about this, okay? So in Canada, and I know this isn't fully reliable numbers, but I've been tracking on YouTube and on social media with all the metrics that I have access to 
the level of response to mainstream media articles, to the polls that they keep sending out. Every mainstream media company in Canada, and I've seen them from otherwhere as well, but just from Canadian perspective, every single mainstream media company in Canada every week is posting polls to find out if people want the vaccine passport. And I find that interesting that they keep doing polls. And every time I see the post immediately get released, there's already like 70% of the people that took the poll that are for it right? I don't know if they're rigging the numbers or if it's just, they get all the low hanging fruit first or whatever. But if you give those polls a couple hours, people like me and so many other people start sharing it around they go, okay, flip this, flip this. And every, within a couple hours, it's completely flipped on his head, 60 to 70% of people saying no. And I've seen this happen multiple times. And then when you go on their YouTube channels, like CBC news, CTV, you see the thumbs down ratio to the thumbs up ratio mm-hmm. on literally every single report mm-hmm. is 80 to 90% thumbs down and people screaming all caps in the comment threads to the point where they have to th- turn the comment threads off. So when they're out there telling you guys in Canada, we're at like 70, 80% vaccinated. We just got to go after the 20%. Look, I'll bet you we're 60. I bet you we're over 60, 70%. But it's not as big as people think. And I think there's a lot of playing going on with the numbers to, again, try to coerce you into doing what? Why are those polls so important to those media companies? Because that is collectivism 101. Mm. That is tribalism 101. If the tribe is doing it, then it must be the right thing. Yeah. Even if that whole herd or that whole tribe is walking towards the edge of a cliff, people will still, knowing it's an edge of a cliff, go, well... I'll still follow along because everybody else is doing it. So it must be right. And that's what they're relying on. They're relying on your fear of being a self, mm-hmm. of being an individuated sovereign being. They're, they want, they're relying on your fear of that because they know that, that they know how you tick upside down, forwards and backwards, makes no mistake about it. So now that you know that they know how you tick, what's the solution? You figure out how you tick. And you figure out ways to counter it. And you ask yourself deep down, do you, not everybody else, not 60%, 70%, who gives a shit, whatever, even if you're the only person standing on the face of this planet that says no, if you believe in your heart that you're on the side of the truth, if you believe in your heart that what you're doing is what's best for you and that you're willing to have a spine and defend that position, even if you're the last man standing, that's spiritual work. Not this fluffy, well, let's all just get in a big room and chant together until the world <laughs> changes. All right. Not that I mean that can be fun sometimes. And I, I'm not knocking getting together with other people. In fact, I advise people find a wolf pack, but find a wolf pack, not a pack of sheep. And I'm not being, I'm not trying to insult anybody. I'm saying don't find a pack of people that just go with the slightest breeze. Yeah. Find other warriors out there that are, you don't have to agree on everything. But just that you're there to support each other's freedom. That's a great place to start. So I love this little tweet because it says something. And I think this is how this is going to go down. We're going to have a, I bet you we're in for a shitstorm. Okay. I feel it. Everybody feels it. I'm like, I've been telling, I've been doing the impressions with my wife. I I feel like I come from the medieval period and I've been like, (laughs) the air is foul. You know, there's something (laughs) in the air that's just lurking from the North. There's something in the way, like, you know what I mean? There's something crazy about to happen. I think we all feel it. I feel it. Yes. We feel it. I'm sure John, we all feel it, but here's the thing. 
Evil contains within it the seeds of its own destruction. Mm -hmm. Put that on your wall, tattoo that on your arm instead of what shot you got. And remember that. Never lose hope. And it's uh, something my colleague Michael always says that just gives me goosebumps every time. He's like, only the powerful have powerful enemies. So if you have a powerful enemy, thank the gods for it. Because that means you yourself are powerful and you need that enemy to bring you to the next level of your own inner power. Mm -hmm. And not power that you're going to wield over anybody else, but power that you will wield like a light, like a sword of light in your life to protect and defend your right to be a sovereign human being so long as you don't break those natural laws, right? So if we think like that, I think we can change the tide. And I think this story from this girl from Russia, um, and I've heard so many other stories of this, and I could regale you with accounts of this in history of where a small group of people changed the whole tide. Um, never underestimate the power we have. And in fact, when the truth comes out, and you'll know this in your own life, you could be telling yourself lies every day, every day to the point where it gets like concrete in your head. And then one little glimmer of truth smacks you upside the head, or you face a consequence of something that you couldn't see because you were living a lie. And all of a sudden, what do people tell you? I saw the light. I changed. Oh my God. I had this crazy experience and I, I had to leave that behind. And now I'm on this whole new path. And it's amazing how quickly we can restart. Mm -hmm. Think also of people that have suffered from cancer and diseases. And so long as they don't go down the chemotherapy, let's go to the cult of the medics route and they actually heal their body. You'd be, it'd be, they could be plagued with a disease for years and decades. And the minute they make some tweaks and they allow the body, the, the ability to heal itself it heals quicker than the disease took to set in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where we're at. So what you're saying, uh, both of you have been talking about, we've all been talking about this peaceful non-compliance. Um, and that there's so much power to that. So here's my question to people. If we're really in a big, massive, deadly, world-ending ending pandemic, why are they laying off doctors and nurses? Wouldn't you want all hands on deck? I had someone on my Telegram chat. She's a nurse. She works in the ER. I've spoken to her before on some of the lives. And she made a comment. And she said, I work in the ER. Do you know that these hospitals aren't overwhelmed at all? But do you know how they get away with saying that? It's because there's actually a staffing issue where they are highly underfunded and understaffed even during the pandemic. And so a lot of these doctors and nurses aren't even working. So if you've got three nurses working a floor on this hospital, you can't, you have to close down. They have like guidelines. You have to close down half the, half the rooms because they don't have enough nurses to service any patients. So if you actually look at the real stats of doctor nurse ratio to each hospital that the media puts up in your face is being overwhelmed, you'll find that it's smoke and mirrors. This is from her. She's right there. And she's like, this is smoke and mirrors. It's a staffing issue. That was before they started telling all these doctors and nurses, we're going to mandate this jab. Mm -hmm. And you know what's interesting? The biggest resistance that is happening with this jab, it's not coming from your local friends and neighbors. That's for sure. It's coming from healthcare workers. What does that tell you? So if they were already short-staffed, justifying the bullshit argument that, well, the hospitals and the ICUs are overwhelmed, so we got to lock down and social distance and get shots. That was already a problem before they introduced the mandates for public health officials. And now they are saying, what are you going to do when we don't show up to work either? 
And so here's the thing, but that doesn't mean that those doctors and nurses cease to exist. They just cease to exist in that system. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to start building public or private clinics. They're going to start finding a way to continue doing their work. And I would advise them to think as entrepreneurs right now. In fact, the spirit of the entrepreneur could heal all of this. Because what is the spirit of the entrepreneur anyways? It's the spirit of the pioneer. That's all it is. That was what America was built on. That was the West was built by pioneers, not some evil colonist racists. There was definitely those. They all happened to be out in the crown and gown circles and they weren't on your local level. The local average everyday blue collar people were the pioneers that built industry, built businesses, built farms. They're the ones that run the factories, push all the buttons. It's like in Fight Club when he takes that greasy uh, bastard in the bathroom and puts him on the floor with a knife to his nuts. And he's like, we're the ones that connect your calls. We're the ones that deliver your mail. We're the ones that make sure there's milk in your stores. Don't fuck with us. (laughs) They're fucking with the wrong people. And just wait, this is going to turn because every second of every day that goes by, more people are getting injured from this shot. More people are starting to ask questions. More people are seeing the absolute cascade of contradictions, lies, and bullshit from the media. And the same thing from their filthy politicians. And they're seeing it. And it's just going to get uglier and uglier because this big jungle cat that we're fighting up against, it's a wounded tiger in a corner. And yeah, that's dangerous. But at the same time, there's not enough fingers to plug all the holes of all the things that are coming out right now. And I think it's just going to keep increasing, especially with people like us out there. And look what we did. Final bit of my rant. Look what we did as independent content creators, because that's my job. I'm a communicator. That's my role. I'm a communicator. I was a martial art coach before this. I have that gift. That's what I, my gift is. I ran with it. This is what I do. Okay. You guys do the same in your different fields. We got banned, censored, deplatformed, demonetized. I've had to work penniless for a long time, right? And then I find little glimmers of hope and this is what I do, right? But did we shut down? Did we walk away? Did we just you know, give up? No. In fact, I'm more determined than ever. Mm-hmm. And I speak to people just like you gentlemen and other amazing warriors out there that have expertise in all these different fields that are thinking of new ways to build better platforms that you can't censor, other ways to monetize your projects using cryptocurrency and other means. Um, you know, there's there's a whole alternative economy that is being built right now. And the more arrows they shoot at us, we just keep vanishing and appearing like smoke with a different solution. They will never get rid of us. I don't care if I'm standing on a box handing out flyers in the streets. That's what's going to happen. And that level of commitment, they can't contend with that because they can never freak us out. So I'm basically trying to give people the good news. Mm -hmm. If you're out there listening to this, you're not alone. If you're getting your job threatened, your family's threatening you, all that kind of stuff, hold the line and stay the course. Because time is all we need right now. And I know you're going to think, oh, we don't have any time. Trust me. It's the only thing on our side. And it's a waiting game. And if you really think about it, if this shot is as bad as Luc Montagnier is saying and all those other people, and by the way, he was an award-winning Nobel laureate virologist that discovered the uh, the human autodeficiency virus. So he might know a few things. Um, Him and many others are warning about the long-term effects of this shot. Think about what the elites just did. They just dumbed down and killed off their supporters. And they're only going to be left to contend with us, the lions and the wolves. Mm. 
So I think they just made the biggest mistake possible. And they might think in their little fantasy psychopathic minds that they have some kind of a recipe for success to deal with us. They have no idea what they're messing with us, messing with, because it's not just us. We come with the sword of truth. We come with the energy of the whole freaking galaxy. So they've messed with the wrong people. It's not over. And I think we're going to win this in the end. Very well said, David. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go off there. No, that was yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, just uh, on, on a quick For note. Quick, one rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, a couple of months ago, uh, you know, have, have you heard of the conspiracy, Conspirituality Podcast? You know, I don't know, like it's a big podcast, you know. It's a couple that's of actually guys. a cool name. I've never heard of it. That's actually a You know, it's a cool name, name but they're just, uh, you know, um, basically they're just witch hunting on people like us who speak out against the the, the agenda and whatnot oh, okay. you know get after people in the wellness industry who are cool QAnons all of a sudden and blah 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 but a couple of months ago a hit article was written about me uh you know calling me white supremacist QAnon right wing you know anti-woke whatever and including in my you know personally attacking my wife in it as well oh my god um and and you know went viral in the leftist field and whatnot But you know what? It motiv like it motivated me even more. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I will double down, you know, and 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 produce even more content. And ironically, you know, since this article uh, appeared, I got even more hits on my website and more membership signups. So somehow, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well because done, because man. he linked to my articles and whatnot, and then people like uh, make their own opinion. Oh, this yeah. guy's actually on to something goes into saying there's such a thing as as bad publicity in a sense but you know you know you hit a nerve you know like you said if you have enemies you know who are trying to take you down so to speak but you know we got these to people are bullies bernard these people are bullies yeah. they're um they they have to attack they have to ad hominem and think yes. about it in science and philosophy ad hominem debate is known to be the first sign that you've already won the Lost. debate exactly because they, they they can't deal with the facts and the truth and when they need to start character assassinating you and align and putting you a human being with your own critical thinking your own opinion they don't have to agree but when they put you in these big bas baskets and boxes it shows the infantile level of consciousness that we're dealing with yeah so you, you won that one just so you know <laughs> and that's why they're freaking out all right um let's uh take a break here and then go deep into the second hour you know i want to really talk about what you mentioned as well um um the whole virus like questioning is there even a virus to begin with you know yeah. and other things that could us maybe get more canceled we would talk about in the first part but some um, closing uh, i don't want to like cut you off john do you have any closing words about what uh, any response to to what david just shared no, I, i think i mean I, i'm just happy to be connected with both of you because Right now, they're just, I, I deal with a lot of people who reach out to me online for different reasons, a lot of it relating to abuse, especially in children, childhood. And right now, there's a lot of people contemplating suicide. Mm. Uh, they are desperate. They feel that the world is falling apart um, for different reasons. Obviously, you know, I, I don't know their history. Um, When I, what I want to share, this is for everyone who has somebody or knows somebody that's struggling emotionally, mentally, even if it's yourself. That technique called havening, I found out a little bit more about that. I had mentioned it before in my viral video last year, and I think I've talked to you guys about it. It's where you're doing 
this to elicit the delta brain waves. Well, the science behind it shows that when you're in childhood and you experience trauma on any level or even adulthood, the cell's receptors go up on an alert and they stay, this is in your brain, they stay on alert and they never retreat because it's there to hold you and protect you. What happens over time and years as these trauma cycles repeat or these triggers, it leaves a very thin paste over those cells and it blocks and inhibits any new, uh, let's say, thoughts or responses. This havening technique, this guy who mastered it, does it one-on-one -on -one with people, but he's also taught them step at a time to do it isolated by yourself. What happens is, is that, that by doing the havening for 10 to 15 minutes, it, the receptors go back into the cell, the paste dissolves, and the cell expunges all of the waste out permanently. Mm -hmm. What this means is that you can heal your trauma in steps permanently just by eliciting delta brain waves and focusing on the actual feeling, whether it's an idea or an emotional state or whatever you're feeling. I will give you the link to that so that yeah. you can put it out there to your audience because I think that's absolutely important in this time because people don't have money, people don't have yeah. different things, but every single person that I have um, given that to and has used it It is a game changer. Excellent. Thank oh, you. Awesome. Please, please send it to me and I'll add it to the, to the yeah. info list. And also before we close off, uh, where can people reach you and support you? David, links. Uh, two websites, dwtruthwarrior.com. That'll lead you to all of my social media, my work and everything else. And then uh, unslaved.com. And that is the project that I do with Michael Tessarian. Excellent. John, John Paul. Uh, you can find me on social media and any account at No Restrictions. Uh, that's my company, No Restrictions Entertainment. Uh, you can go to norestrictionsentertainment.com uh, for any one of our films or movies, A Child's Voice and Game Day will also be on there later next year. And uh, if you want to connect with me across all of my links, if you go to Linktree forward slash No Restrictions, you can find me there and everything that I post there. Excellent, gentlemen. As always, I feel we just started and touched the surface. So for anybody uh, who is not a member yet and wants to support my work and have access to the second part, please sign up to the membership at veilofreality.com. See you guys on the second hour. Mm -hmm.